Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following podcast contains mature language and adult discussions. Welcome to Liverpool. <clears throat> Click this, the Kevin Nash podcast. He's Kevin. I'm Sean. If you thought you were somewhere else, I'm not, oh, we got, we're, they switched this up. Ah, ah. but they're cousins, identical cousins. Steve giving it to me in the ass. I make one request for a two shot, and he's like, "Okay, motherfucker, here's your two shot." Oops. So already gave me a chance to sing a little bit of the Patty Duke show opening. Wouldn't have known it. Um, so you're back in you're back in the United States. If you, if you're not aware, you're you're fucking all over the place, bro. These last yeah. couple of months, yeah, dizzying. I was, in, I was in I was in Manchester. Yeah. Uh, four day stay. Uh, left there. Yeah, I got there Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Left Monday. Yeah. And. Uh, well, first of all, on behalf of Delta, we thank you for flying. Yes. And how did we do? On the way out, fucking man, I I was I looked at it, I said, man, the Delta Delta books this, not me. So it was land Daytona Beach to Atlanta, fifty-five minutes landing in Concourse B to catch my uh, connection to Amsterdam. Uh. Walked right on. I was the, every, it, it was the oldest um, business slash first class uh, cabin I've ever walked in. I was by far rotary five, phone. What what was the... no? I was like five to ten years younger than everybody, including the, the the flight attendants. I mean, I don't know if this was. I mean, it was like cocoon. I don't know what the fuck it was, 
but uh, yeah, I, I got on, and of course they did not um, did not in any way surprise me with a with a really shitty wine list. But um, but that's okay. Do you ever get a good wine list on a plane? Uh, honestly, you know what? I I flew back on KLM. And there was like a kind of a big jacked ass, probably 40 year old, like, you know, Woman. Holland, Scandinavian flight attendant up front that looks like fucking, you could think, like, hey man, I could get her in that middle bathroom and probably tag that. But when you find out, she fucking, when you go for it, she spins you around, it's got a straight raise to your neck. Hmm. I saw that coming, Mr. Bond. Hmm. Like that fucking, that, that kind of look. Yeah. So then, so then we land. Me and me and, and Ted Ted DiBiase was on my flight back, but he was sitting um, like there was five rows in business, and then there was like a, a, a galley, and then it was just one more row in business. Oh, and then they, they had split to, it. So I was back in row six. So of course I got, I I, I want to sit in the middles because I don't want anybody. I don't want the guy. On the window, so I just go ahead and I sit in the seat where uh, opposite of where I'm supposed to sit. And this guy comes, he goes, "I I believe that that's my seat uh, that you're in." And I said, yeah, "You know, the grand scheme of things, man, like, you know, fuck. Is it really? Is it you know, like we both have aisle, we both have aisles, you know?" <clears throat> and he goes, "Yeah, but if this guy's got to get up, I'm like, ah, okay." As long as you're aware of that, uh, you're absolutely right because that's why that's why I sat in your seat. <laughs> and uh, of course, fucking baby bladder next to me got up twice. Second time, I wanted to hit him in the fucking kidney so bad. I said, you know what? That's not that's not how white guys fight. There's so, a- uh, <laughs> Tucker, um, you call two bathroom trips a baby bladder? Nine hours. Yeah. Fuck, dude, take your fucking Xanax and knock six of those oh, off. Oh, like international flight, you gotta stretch your legs. Uh, I'm not even pissing for the for the fourth or fifth uh, time that I get up. I'm stretching. I'm looking at myself in the bathroom mirror, splashing myself with water. Fuck that, man. It's just a fucking flight. I'm flying with you. Lay down like a fucking. Lay down like a fucking. Her- <laughs> lay down like somebody out of a Bukowski fucking novel. And sleep with the. Sleep with the fuck off. <laughs> um, <clears throat> snore like a fucking wood chipper. Um, so okay, so the flight, so the flight there is fine. One connection oh, over to Manchester, you're good. In, in, into Atlanta, uh, Atlanta. I mean, all all fucking. Uh, I gotta scoot this thing back here. And for anyone who's wondering, I'm asking Kevin in such detail about the flight because. I read comments that say, oh, is he going to talk about his bad flight again? That's all I need to see to keep doing something right? to itch your ass a little bit. I was that kind of kid, and I guess right. I'm that kind of a, an adult. I might do the whole show about the flight, entire show. Well, I mean, and, and not without uh, reason, because lo and behold, through customs, <clears> I've got... <throat> I've got Two hours and 23 minutes before I get my connection from Atlanta to Daytona Beach. And I said, you know what, man? I'll actually, I, I, I want to go up to the fucking Sky Lounge. I want to fucking 
I know that the I knew Boston was playing uh, Philly in the first game, and I knew uh, uh, Embiid wasn't going to be playing. So I was just like, I'm thinking Boston's going to be fucking killing them by the time I walk in here. But everybody thought, and not not so much. But uh, still a good, I mean, just a good game. And all the games have been great. I thought that I watched the Lakers game last night. Like this, the fucking Warriors just, I mean, the, I don't think the Warriors ever fucking were up by more than two or three. It's just that game just kind of went back and forth and they just, they couldn't put them down. Mm. So I think those young, I think that Sacramento fucking squad took a lot out of those fucking, you know, Steph's 36. Everybody's saying LeBron's thirty-eight, Steph's thirty-six, and Steph's fucking a buck eighty. Yeah, he, he ain't two eighty. Taking and that motherfucker gets hit on every fucking play. So, but what you know? They, they were saying, um, I think it was on ESPN or maybe it was on NBA NBA TV, NBA Today. It was on NBA TV because NBA Today, and they were talking about how, like, you have the Chamberlain um, Russell. Period. You had the magic versus uh, bird, bird. Period, and this is like like every like you know like three decades. This is you know Steph, you know Curry and and LeBron have kind of been you know throughout this this ten year period with four you know the four times with Cleveland and like they've played you know this is kind of like the and it felt like that last night like the the game before the fucking you know the, the Heat ended up losing in New York, but. It's just like when when the when the the location changed to uh, San Francisco, it was like the clarity of my TV changed. The lighting it was like it felt like you know it felt like it felt like the difference of WrestleMania six years ago and WrestleMania this year in LA. Mm. Like seeing that optic of just like whoa fuck like they had that kind of a and I guess the average ticket for that that game was about seven bills seven hundred seven hundred dollars yeah and like I guess the Lakers uh, opener will be around um, eight or nine so interesting I th- you know I, I was really hoping Davis would show up and he did so I was. And I'm a huge Laker fan. And I don't know how much of a Laker fan I am until they play the Warriors, who I really fucking love to watch. And I love Kerr. Right. Uh, and, and just, and when it comes down to it, man, I just like, sorry, Splash Bros, but <laughs> you ain't got that fucking Los Angeles ain't on your shirt. You can't, you can't be it. Now, um, <clears throat> How about the flight back? How, how did Delta do? Oh, so then you know, I, I, I go up to the board, and you know, when you're in the crown room, they I, I love when you you walk up and you look at the board and you're saying, and they say, you look, everything all right, Mister Nash? And you turn around like, oh, I'm just I'm just making sure. It's just oh, we 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 made an announcement. That's pushed back. I'm watching a basketball game, drinking a glass of wine, talking <laughs> to this lady next to me who's my age, who's um, father was a substitute for I won't bolos maybe in like the forties, forties and fifties. Like mm. you know, uh, but I mean, she did, she knew she could talk wrestling with me. She knew everybody. 
Right. Yeah. Like she'd met Andre, she'd met Hogan. Like her dad was one of the boys, you know. Uh, he, he he was also a, a a pro football player, but he he made like twenty grand wrestling and like twelve hundred playing pro football. Right. You know. <laughs> so. But uh, <clears throat> yeah, interesting. So, um, long story short, I, I finally they shut the uh, crown room down. I still call it crown room. It's called the Sky Lounge. Uh, they shut the fucking bar down. The okay, bar, yeah, basically the bar with couches yeah, and the, TVs. The bar, yeah, the bar with the yeah everything I was fucking doing that put a smile on my face was was rudely interrupted as I was told to make my way to my gate where I would fucking sit from eleven fifteen to one forty three oh. as we wait for a fucking captain to join us. Again? Yes. That happened once before to you. They They flew in another pilot. So I walk up and I ask the fucking black gentleman behind the fucking front. I said, sir, I said, what's the fucking deal here? What's the holdup? He goes, I didn't know you spoke jive. Yeah. Oh, man, that's, see, you know, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm canceling you. You're just not woke enough. Just fight like a white guy, okay, please. (laughs) And there was at least three of them. So, um, and for some reason, I just I wanted him to kill him. All I'm, right, Tucker, I'm get a, back to the story. I'm a sociopath. So um, I said to him, I said, uh, I said, yeah, we we don't have a pilot. I said, well, that's setting us back to at this point it's 104. They have it's the time. I said that's in this. He says, well, he is coming from L.A. and I do the Kevin Nash, world famous. You couldn't get anybody from Hawaii. He goes, no, this this guy's from L.A. <laughs> Not realizing, you know, the joke, the, the joke when, when people say, "Hey, well, can't you fly out of Orlando?" And I'm like, "No." I said, did, "But did you check Tampa?" And they'll be, "Why Tampa?" I said, well, "I don't live there either." <laughs> like, no, I don't want to fucking drive ninety miles south to fucking fly to Atlanta. You dumb fucks. Well, it, it costs another fort. I don't give a. How about this? It costs how much? 114 to extra dollars. Well, I I just checked, and a fucking suburban costs 270 one way. So either you can, because I'm not driving. So I had to get up. To, I had to get up this morning and be in celebration, which is you know where celebration is. It's out by. Yeah, it's, it's Disney. It's that's the, the that's, Disney that's, manufactured city. Yes. That's that's but that's the fucking that's uh, the exit for the Magic Kingdom. So I had to be from the beach in an MRI tube by eight thirty, and so I get I get my house and I I, I put the gimmick on and it says one forty. And I've got this bitch timed out perfect. I'm like, Pfft. I mean, I could fucking, I, I could probably set my cruise on 72 and make this bitch. <laughs> so, lo and behold, I hit like Sanford on, on I-4. And um, can you pull up where, where's Sanford at? Right there, by the lake. You can see it. And um, I, I hit, I hit by Sanford there, and. I mean, it's gridlocked. 
And they have you. You've been on the. Uh, you didn't take the express. I, I wasn't there yet. Oh, you're not up to that's, it. That's, that's right. not to Altamont Springs. Okay, yeah. So it's just like so. In other words, that I mean, I could have walked as fast as I made that fucking next six miles. It was unfucking believable. So and of course I'm looking at my my phone and, and it's it's got the smash car with the fucking red. You know, shit, and I'm like, oh, fuck. So I, I text because I, I, I've been in MRI so many times. I text the lady that runs the MRI center, and I said, listen, I said, I'm not moving. You know, I said, if you want, I can, I can screenshot my fucking, my phone. It's just, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm fucked. I'll, I'll shoot out my front window and show you this fucking traffic. But uh, long story short, I got into those, uh, into the Easy Pass which is 60 miles an hour and turn that motherfucker into a formula one. That Mustang was, I mean, when I was watching the open, that red Mustang, that, that fucking, the, the millennium Falcon fucking hit warp speed a couple of times today. That motherfucker. I, it's like, I know that son of a bitch so well. And a normal person would be like, there's no way this fucking guy is going to put, and I put my, my turn signal on too. I I never I never will cut in front of you ever without putting my turn signal on. So the thing is, it's almost like this motherfucker isn't thinking he's going to fit. In. Ah, ah! There he is. <laughs> and before they can even hit their your their fucking horn, I'm gone. You're in another lane. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm Barry Sanders. I'm, I'm over. Boom. You thought you got me. Fucking. You hit your horn. Your horn went like this right by me. I never even heard it. Like fuck you. So, what time did you get in? Did you get to the? Uh... Center. I was supposed to get there at eight um eight thirty. I was supposed to be on the tube. And at eight thirty one I was pulling up to valet. Oh. So Well, while you were in Manchester, you got uh you got to hang with the boys, I guess. It was a big it was a big convention. There was some UFC huge. talent there. Uh, huge. Some of the legends. Yeah. I got I, I had uh cocktails, uh Sunday night with uh, Chuck Liddell, the Iceman. I saw uh, Matt Hughes. That He's I a party. See. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I'll tell you what, man. <laughs> and, I, and I'm not saying this to be a dick or anything else, but, you know, th- th- they had deals for life. A couple of, like him and, him and Randy and a couple other guys. And, you know, like people talk about, like, head trauma and, you know, CTE and, like, you know, being a punch drunk boxer. Let's, because we don't have any real fucking case studies because when it comes down to it, you know, UFC is, is so early in its, its existence. And before that, like those guys, you know, like the Abbots and guys like that, you know, how they were making like a living, you know, doing fucking state toughman contests. Mm-hmm. So I'm just wondering because in a boxing match, Say you fucking take a, you, you you take a fucking you know a, a right hook from somebody and they might catch you with a fucking a left on the way down or something like that, but it's going to be like boom the one that knocks you out and then there's another one and it's collateral and you go down. What what you know and and these guys are getting CTE. What the fuck about how about the guy that's unconscious and takes fucking twenty three fucking hammer fists horrific while he's unconscious. Yeah. You, you you don't think that motherfucker. 20 years from now, is going to be fucking, you know, scrambled eggs. 
Fucking hell, man. And has Chuck holding up. I mean, he, he, he just, he, he could just tell that he's fucking, he's a fighter, man. You know what? I looked at that fucking dude and I listened to his stories and he's just, he would have fought for free. You know? Wow. He would have fought for free. So who else did you sit with? Did you? There had to be like a little I, legends so, table going uh, on somewhere. Fucking, so the, the the first day, I, I go up and I, you know we we get back. Everybody gets off the bus, and they did me a fucking. They did me such a fucking solid because they left me the front seat, uh, like behind the driver, which had like the most legroom, and that was just so fucking nice of those guys, and uh, so. When we got off, I scrambled. I, you know, they said, you know, everybody want to grab some food? We are all hungry. I said, let me just fucking, you know, I got to always got to try to, dro- I got to try to fucking drop a deuce, make some room if I'm going to, you know, I'm going to shovel some food. Because if, if, if I haven't, if I haven't dumped, I don't want to drink a beer and blow up my gut. I don't, I mean, I, if, if I'm not upstairs fucking taking a deuce and after that doing, 15 or 20 good vacuums and making myself feel better about going down and, and, and I ain't clean as fuck too. So I, I didn't feel bad about that, but I have not drank beer in a long time. So I drank, they had Amstel lights there. So I said, that's ah, fucking, it's, you know, slow, slow car beers, but they were fucking draft and they were in like a fucking, you know, fucking, a yard. Yeah. Fucking sh- yeah. Pittsburgh North side fucking, uh, Mario's fucking uh, yard yard of beer, but uh, the uh, so I I, I I go I take I you know go t- take my deuce and I'm I'm coming back and uh, yeah fatheads too and uh, I'm coming back and I look and at the end of the like, like through the dining like there's, there's the bar area and then back of course where the where the dining room is is uh, Bill Eady and, and uh, Dorso. And they're, they're sitting across from each other, you know, demolition, who I fucking bought a ticket at the Omni to see those fucking guys. Like, they, they're, you know. You could say demolition. You could say uh, Crusher Khrushchev. You could say yes. mass superstar. Absolutely. They're great. Yeah, great. And, and, and two of the greatest guys on the fucking planet. Just the Mongol. Class, class fucking acts. But fucking pro wrestlers, big. I mean, just you look when you looked into the room. It, it's all I did was just looked across, and it was just like all of a sudden I saw a Triceratops and a Stegosaurus, and I'm like, Bill and Barry. There's there's fucking two old school big fucking men. Like I was I was looking at fucking Bill, and he was talking, and I was just looking at his hand. Yeah. And I looked at I looked at Dorso's hand, and I said. I don't give a fuck how many young guys walked in here right now and started some shit from fucking that Manchester fucking game. I'll take I'll take the I'll take Warlord, Barb, Teddy DiBiase, myself, and Demolition against a fucking pack of twelve hooligans. Because whoever we're hitting, we're dropping. And then once we drop them, we're just gonna keep on them because that's the way. White guys fight. You might kill him. Actually, <laughs> you got to. I, I hope wanted to. I wanted to kill him. I wanted to kill him. I don't know why, but I wanted to kill him. 
And guys so, like that, I mean, again, different time. They were everywhere. They worked everywhere in the country for every fucking promoter. You know, Bill booked a bunch of places. I love Billy. I, I loved sitting and, and, and talking with Billy. He's such a regular guy, but so smart. When we released his guest booker, a lot of people raised their eyebrows about, well, I guess younger, demolition acts. No, you don't understand. And you hear his booking history around the country. And he's smart as fuck, too. The thing is about him is he's he's well read, and it's so funny when when a bunch of guys get around and talk because, like you know, like Dorso came back and was like a golfer or something at WCW. Remember, he was like some oh god. Remember that? And but that was but, after re- they, he had to do Repo Man, and then yeah. So he mean so it was like, you know. And and that's when we were in a territory together, like you know that like not until then, like Repo Man was was gone right before I before Diesel you know got got in there, so um, but it was just like everybody talking about and saying no, I think so and so was in that territory, blah, blah, blah. and you just listen to this this uh, this conversation, man, and it's so. I mean, it's just—I was waiting for the fucking at some point for the a mic to come down out of the roof that said Madison Square Garden on it, and the fucking guy grab it and start, ladies and gentlemen. But they're, 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 Edie was telling a story, and Bill was it was, it was Blackjack Mulligan decided he was going to drink Andre underneath the table, mm-hmm. and um, so. And he had tried, you know, several times, and they, just, they would carry fucking, uh, or it, maybe it was Murdoch. I, it was one, one of the two. Big difference, though. Blackjack's about better. I'm going to keep Blackjack. Blackjack's, <laughs> Blackjack's a better story because he's a big old motherfucker. But anyway, it, 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 one of those two motherfuckers just decided in, in, in the process of, of trying out drink Andre, they would just fucking punch him in the head as hard as they could. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like Andre just he's and Bill said Andre didn't even fucking register. <laughs> Andre just fucking went. Why do that? And then like hand shivered the cat. And I want to think they were in Virginia Beach or Richmond. They were in the, like the tenth story of this fucking hotel suite, and it has like French doors and like where Andre pushes them. He like loses his, his his feet, like goes in the air and crashes in these doors. And before he tumbles over, fucking the Andre, railing. Yeah, Andre grabs him with with witnesses, pulls him fucking back, fucking <laughs> stood him in front of him and says, "Why you hit me, boss? <laughs> you didn't answer the question, dude." Wow, it's like fuck, man. I'm thinking, man, like. I couldn't even. Um, can you imagine, like, what caliber of guy you'd be going to the ring with every night when you're sitting there going, you're when you're watching this fucking person who is at, at one point in his, his life sat and drank and counted by the world's Guinness World Book of Records of 133 cans of beer in one sitting, like 33 and a half liters, some fucking astronaut. And you're gonna punch that fucking monster in the head. Clearly a death wish. Blackjack should have known better. 
He knows Andre. He should know him better for God's sake. I, I don't give a fuck who it was. I don't give a fuck if it was. I mean, Superman shouldn't fucking do that. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Summer's around the corner, and one thing is true for so many of us. We got to get in better shape. But you know, the reality is getting started and sticking to a program are two of the biggest obstacles to exercising. But now you can easily create a dynamic, personalized routine to your equipment and goals all with the FitBod app. With the FitBod app, you can set goals and check your progress, but maybe most importantly, a FitBod key. It keeps you motivated to keep working toward those goals. And of course, the app makes planning workouts easy. Now, FitBod's algorithm will actually change and update your fitness plan as you go. So if you feel like you've plateaued or maybe you're not making enough progress, well, FitBod's app adjust all of that for you. How about that? You just add in your equipment, pick a fitness goal, and FitBot will create a routine for you. Whether you've been missing gym time or maybe you've hit that plateau, while a fresh start has never been easier, and the app also switches up your exercises to avoid overtraining or burnout. By the way, a full year of FitBot is less than the cost of a single session with a personal trainer. And of course, your program changes based on your personal progress. We want to maximize your results, and that's what FitBod's all about. So join FitBod today and build a routine that grows with you without slipping down your wallet. There's no better time to level up your fitness habit. Try FitBod today. Get 25% off your subscription or try the app for free at fitbod.me slash click. That's F-I-T-B-O-D dot M-E slash K-L-I-Q. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oh, God. <clears throat> I am I am still sick. You can hear me. You got uh, allergies, dude. I, that's what everyone's telling me, but it's been fucking days. My okay, God. Okay, but let me ask you. Is, is, is your, do you have itch? Do you have Eyes are eyes. itchy. I, yeah, I, that's that's allergies. That's that's, that's my that, head. That's the histamine swollen. And yeah, you're fucking. You're you. You've got to get it. You, 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 
If you're taking cold medicine, you're not good. You've got to get an antihistamine. You got to get a, 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 a Benadryl. I took Allegra, and it's just, just been kicking my ass. Have you done an enema? Has it, that's later. I have some uh, battery acid. I'm going to shoot up there and really clean myself. I don't know out. if it'll. I don't know mm-hmm. if it'll do anything. You know, for the fucking uh, the allergies, but just for the sensation. Of just it. for the fun of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it couldn't be any worse than what I'm dealing with. But you know what? It's so hard to sleep. When I get congested like this, I'm, I, you know, I wear your favorite apparatus, the, uh, the uh, apnea gimmick, and I can't breathe through my nose anyway. So I'm breathing through my mouth, and I'm every 20 minutes I'm waking up, and so I'm not sleeping. I'm having these very troubling, vivid dreams, and it's because I'm uncomfortable and I'm sleeping, and it's translating into me being uncomfortable. Like, Last night's dream, I'm now I went to the cardiologist Monday, okay, and he read my blood. And uh, I told you my triglycerides, 378, they were high. I have to watch the carbs, all that stuff. Sugar was like 5.9, and I guess 6.5 is diabetic, so you could call that pre-diabetic, lower end of pre-diabetic, I that's guess. A, that's that AC1 count. The uh, Now, what, the LDL is the good fat. LD, L- the good, LDL is the bad cholesterol. The bad cholesterol. So that was like 59. He's like, eh. He's like, nothing you be concerned. He said, I have people in here that it's 200. And, but my good, which is the something DL. HDL. HDL was 24. He said, it's very low. He said, very low. there's nothing you can do about it. He said, it's, it's Bullshit. just genetic. Bullshit. So I, okay. You can get a peptide. It's GW. That's not where they stick the tube up your ass, is it? GW501560. Okay? It's a peptide. You can order it. GW501560. It will right. raise you probably to, you put it underneath your tongue every night before you go to bed. Yeah. It will raise you to 30. All right. So you just text me that. I, I will definitely get that. So. <clears throat> I, I, I'm here, and I, so I'm, I have to lose like 35 pounds is, is what it comes down to. He said, take a year, get it down to 35, get down 35 pounds, you're, 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 everything will go down. Um, my cholesterol is fine, you know, like nothing really to worry about, but these numbers that I need to be concerned about. Now, I'm a food addict, clearly. So this, this is not translating well to me now. So this is getting incorporated into my dreams as well as the uncomfortableness of my illness. Last night in my fucking dream, I am in, I'm seated in a restaurant in the mall, go figure, but one of the ones that's like outside, you could see the, the mall and I'm seated outside and there's an old woman on the ta- and like, I guess there's like a counter seating behind me and she's leaning onto my head and it made for a laugh at the table with me and my wife and our friends and and so then, I'm, you know, me, I'm, I put my face under her, and I'm like, oh, get the camera, get the camera, get a shot of this. This will be funny. This will be funny. Now, she's leaning on my face a little too long. So I say, Jesus Christ, what the fuck's with this woman? Is she dead? Someone pops up and goes, she is dead. She's dead. Everyone pops up and is saying she's dead. So I, I push her off me, and she slumps over the, 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 the counter, the stool-seated counter. <laughs> and I, I stand up, and I, and I tell the two old people she's with, I said, someone call 911. And the old man, for some reason, says, I can't call 911. We can't call. And that's enough for me. I go, okay. So get her a chair. So I, we seat her in a chair. And I lean her forward. Her head lands on my crotch. I thought the dream was going into a better place than it was. And she unloads. She hurls. She vomits down my whole body. I remember I'm wearing a white linen shirt, linen pants, 
in my new Hey Dude boat shoes. And she vomits all over. And very vividly, I see it. It's a tannish color. I'm seeing uh, the tomatoes. It's clearly she had a Western omelet. There's tomatoes. There's onions. And I'm starving. So my brain is creating all the detail of the food throughout my dream. So uh, she's fine. Now I'm just concerned about, I think I even turn and say, is there a Zara in here somewhere where I can get a new linen shirt? So now she's, I push her off and now it's time to get the, the replacement clothing. So we begin to walk and um, everyone's fine walking with me to get, now it, it, the vomit's warm at first and I, it begins to cool off and it's a very cold, sticky sensation on my body now. Okay, so my pants, my shirt are now sticking very cold as I'm searching for uh, uh, Zara. So my, my daughter and her friend in my dream, they want to go to stores. I'm saying I'm covered with vomit. Can we just keep going? My wife and her friend begin to argue who was supposed to get the tickets to see Matilda, and I'm standing full of vomit food. I think at that point I wake up. At some point in the night, I also dreamt that I was with Artie Lang in college, and we were looking for a place on the Jersey Shore to do coke. We were walking on rocks that went out into the water looking for a secluded place and i such a pussy i am i didn't want to seem uncool i said i have mitral valve prolapse i can't do cocaine i don't know why that was accessible to me in my dream that was the excuse i went with and i got out of having to do the blow with Artie and his friends at some point i woke up um very confused this morning i'm starving i want carbs i want nothing more than everything i've given up this past year i sacrificed red meat now I have to, I always said, hang me the day they take pizza, pasta, and fucking bread away from me. And we're here. We're here. It's here. Well, you're getting older. You have to fucking, if you, you could, you could, if you took your ass, you're going to go ahead. You got to go to the gym. You got to, you got to bring your, just 30 minutes, three times a week. And just fucking, and don't do cardio. Don't do Lit the treadmill? No, lift fucking weights. You need to put on you'll if you put on fucking three pounds of muscle and lost four pounds of fat, you would burn your your metabolism would rev up to the point that it would burn more than a half hour of cardio as you slept during the day. Really? I mean, it's, as you I mean, as you just function during the day, yeah. Mm. It's, the the key to when you get older is to keeping fucking lean mass on. That is the key. Yeah, I I mean I I have to. It's just time is such a such a problem. And yeah, but you know what? You know, the, the I'll, get, I'll get a set here. I'll get weights here. Then I no, mean. you won't. Because the other the other term of that is you got fucking you got two young girls. Yeah. They don't they don't want their fucking dad having a heart attack and fucking leaving them like mine did. Don't be selfish. You got fucking, you got, you have, you have 45 minutes, three times a, a week. And I sure as fuck don't want to lose another fucking person on this fucking show. Uh, we're going to have 4TN Sean up here and I'm going to fucking, you know, what the fuck? Come on. Who would you put in this chair for God's sakes? Tucker I, Carlson. He's, he, there's no way that guy's getting a job anywhere. So, <laughs> I mean, he's fucked. I thought it was going to be anti-Semitic. I didn't know it was going to be sociopathic. Fucking, I mean, Jesus. Racist, sociopathic. Hom hom homicide, hom Homicidal, suicidal. Yeah, what the fuck? You, you look okay today. I got a text. I got a random text from X-Pac in the middle of the night. 
saying, I guess he was watching. He always watches and has nice things to say. And uh, he, but he said about your camera. I'm going to read the exact thing, so I'm not paraphrasing. Well, you you told me this when I when I talked to you last night. So when I came in today, uh-huh. the first the first thing I did was I took a paper towel and I wiped off the lens on my Logitech camera system. Yeah, he said Kev's camera seems a little out of focus or something the last few weeks. Or it looks lower res. Really noticeable when you switch back and forth. Yours looks great. And I guess in my stupor from having these dreams, I slap texted him. I got to tell him to stop greasing it up before he puts it up his ass. It was exactly what I sent back. And, See, I would have uh, took that as just you being a, just being funny. To no reply. Um, he just don't know how close we are, I guess. Yeah. Um, we do have a live audience this week. I should tell everybody. This is part of the uh, Click This TV offering we launched last week. Go to clickthistv.com. Be a part of the show. We wanted to draw you guys in. We have a ton of listeners. Ke- Kevin tells me all the time when he does these appearances, like the majority of his line now want to talk about the podcast. And it's... Uh, if, they're, if, they're du- if they're dudes that, you know, not, you know, not... Not females and and kids or anything, but like, you know, dudes, dude, all the dudes come up, man. It's just like, dude. I mean, it, and it was so cool over there because I don't know how this shit translates across the pond. And you know, to have some guy go, mate, you're a fucking legend. I just want to. Oh, by the way, I never miss fucking click this. Your fucking podcast, man's fucking. It's monster. I love it. Yeah. You're just like. I said, well, you know, where are we, where are we going? He says, to the top, John, <laughs> to the very top. So, and wait, wait, that's the Beatles. Different so we guy. wanted you to come, we want you to come aboard, be part of this. And uh, so we have the two tiers. We have a free tier. You'll get your show early on Friday nights. You don't have to wait till Monday. You'll be the first to hear all this stuff. When merch goes on sale, we'll notify you. And then you've got what's happening tonight. We have friends like uh, Josh Hemi. Uh, Jen is in here. Uh, Jen Vargo. Um, I know Lindsay is a member and wanted to come, but she's at an AEW taping tonight. Um, where are they at tonight? Uh, I guess up here. uh, She's in Baltimore, so it's gotta be Baltimore. Yeah, Baltimore. Yeah, I I remember the guys. Uh, that was the, the second part of the weekend was that I got to hang out. So once, once the, uh, the senior the senior circuit went went to bed. I got to hang out with the AEW crew. So it was Dax and Cash. It was uh, Britt, Adam, Jungle Boy, um, his lady. Um, who else was there? Always always that crew. Anna Jay's a really pretty girl. Uh, giving you the mad respect you deserve? No, I mean, I, I, don't, re- I don't demand respect, man. I just, I, I just like... I said you I, deserve, not that you demand. No, I mean, but I just, I, you know, I would much rather them like hanging out with me because I'm, you know, I, hopefully I'm smart, and, but hopefully I'm funny. I mean, I'm hoping I'm, I'm entertained. I mean, the last thing you want is, you know, 
I don't want to be the 64-year-old uncle at the end of the table going, Jesus Christ, this fucking guy got a better one. No, listen, 2.5 views a month can't be wrong. Um, so we have a live audience here tonight. So, And every week, you know, we're, when we were elsewhere, we did this once a month, but we said, you know what? Fucking Fuck that. Sitcoms, late-night talk shows, they have live audiences. They have people participating and seeing the tapings and seeing the behind the scenes. We do a production meeting for a half hour or 45 minutes every night before we go on the air to warm up. Let well, people the, come what, in and be part of it. What the what the uh, writer's strike, fucking Fallon and all those guys will be uh, going to rerun here shortly. So the, I guess this is going to be. We're going to get that market too. Got to get us. it. Got to get it. So. And that's the 11 soft membership, only nine ninety nine a month. So go to clickthistv.com if you want to be part of it. If you're watching this after the fact, you could be in the room with us. We're going to take questions from you guys. We're not ignoring you. We bring and up little comments throughout. And the more people that join, <clears throat> see, this is how this works. And I know it's kind of, it, it's madcap. This is a profit gig. See, it's, it, it's working for money. It, it's a monetary thing. So if you absolutely fucking hate the fact that we have too many commercials, supplement our income and we'll cut the motherfuckers out. But if you get it ad free, then you don't even have to worry about it. See? Commercial free is an option for the 11 soft members. Commercial you get it Friday, free. you get it early, and you get it without commercials. I mean, guys, this is, this is a no-brainer. So all my friends who are in the room with us today, tell a friend, advertise it, sell it in other places, and let them know uh, they're getting uh, live audiences every week and just a great amount of stuff. And don't forget this week we will announce our first guest on the Nash and Friends um, uh, show, which is coming up, the Watch Along show. Hey, this is the National Treasure, Nick Aldis, and I am recommending that you go to SaveWithConrad.com for all your home buying needs. Not only would I recommend Save With Conrad to friends and co-workers, I have many times already. If I know that they're house hunting, my first recommendation to them always is get in touch with Conrad. His team are the real deal and they will they will be straight up with you and, and do everything they can to, to get you in the house. NMLS number 65084 equal housing lender. Woo! At savewithconrad.com. All right, some feedback from last week. No No Spot says, Damn, that Warrior segment had me rolling. What a gem. Joshua Palladini agreed with him, said Sean and Kev, watching the Warrior clip and the subsequent callbacks are why I tune in every week. Had a real I, I grunty style. Like, grunted. Fucking believe. I have never seen that. It's I went as home genius and, today as when I saw it 10 years ago. I went home and showed my wife it, and she was just like, it, it was almost like she, she was like, it's okay, but it's not. I mean, I was thinking, oh, yeah, she's not a sophomore fucking dude in high school like I am. Like, she doesn't find this absolutely hilarious well you tell you tell her say yeah they cut a few cock jokes out of a downton abbey segment a yeah, exactly. episode you'll be pissing exactly fucking rymo d says man i really need to figure out how to ask kevin sean what they do in my position to get their career where they know it ought to could should and will be when i get some direction well first thing you do is you start your own network okay for subscriptions that's the first piece of advice um, this Aspie going it literally all alone is having a hard time, man. 
The talent speaks for itself. The message and the purpose is the message, the most valuable thing in my entire life, hence why I decided to share how, why, when, what to do to cultivate inner peace and help others help others. Okay, Rymo's having a career conflict. Um, I'm unclear as to what the career is, but uh, he's definitely at a crossroads. I don't know if he's a younger man or maybe restarting his career in life. And it just seems maybe he needs a little a little direction. Kev? Well, we'd have to know the, spe- the specifics. Right. Yeah. I mean, well, I- Rymo, uh, you took the time uh, to write all that. So uh, I-, I will. Uh, oh, no, he, it goes on. I'm sorry. There's three paragraphs. I stopped after the first paragraph. Um, I'm at a standstill with no sphere of influence or supporters, close friends. They have literally all died, including my only sibling right in front of me in my mom's arms. No joke. I want it. I've got the talent, passion, and heart, just lack the business acumen to make waves. And that is apparently all you need. The others are less important. Somehow I'm lost seeking advice. Okay. Didn't really clarify what he wants to do. Yeah, we still don't know. I mean, is he, you know, is he a musician? It seemed to me like he had like some, almost like uh, he was a guru type cat. Like he was. He did say uh, help others help others, which was right. which is I interesting. Thought, I, I thought maybe it was an inner peace thing or, or something like that. I, you know what, Ben? Like, t- tape yourself, for a half hour. You know, just put together a message and, and organize it and and watch it back and 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 just kind of. Because you're going to get one first impression, and put it out someplace, man. It just if you have a, if you have the look and you have the fucking uh, the ability to 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 translate tr- your message. I mean, because if you, if you can't if you don't have the look and you don't have the the ability to translate your message, then you know it's not going to happen because. You're doing this on your own. So. He did mention the word talent in there. So I'm, I'm guessing it, it is a, a somewhat of a creative venture. And Rymo, there's no secret. This is, it's the hardest business to succeed in when you are the product. You're not going to Absolutely. an office and you're not churning through paperwork for somebody else. You are the product. And it's hard to cut through the noise. The only thing I would say in my years of you know owning companies and, and doing things and uh, in the entertainment sphere is just find something that you can authentically master. Don't try to be, you know, don't try to jump, take a jump shot if you can't cut it on the court. You know, just find what you authentically master and and bring it to the people. If it's music, get it out there. If it's, um, I, I don't know, I mean, there's so many things you could be talking about. But find what you can authentically master and do it. Because it ultimately... It is the process that feeds your soul. You've got to feed your bank account, of course, and there's a lot of ways you can do that while you're feeding your soul. But feed your soul with your art and do it authentically. Yeah, my son was a, was a talented musician, and he had a father that had, you know, that knew a lot of people. Unfortunately, in the music world, those um, inroads were all in country western or country music. Um, you know, Dixie, I, I, Dixie is a friend of mine, and, and Dixie had connects. Um, Jeff, Jared had connects. You know, like all, all the people that I knew that, that could, and, and, you know, the thing was, like, he didn't want to, you know, because he, he was, wasn't going to compromise what he did. 
No, because he was like, I'm not going to go go to Nashville and be a fucking, you know, be a set recording guy and put my fucking dream on hold. He says, Dad, he says, like, unless you guys want me out of the house, we're like, fuck no, man. You can stay, you got a crib as long as you want. Like, you know, he had his own master suite. He had fucking a fridge in there, like, you know. We didn't want him going anywhere. And I think that was the, one of the, the beauties of this whole thing was, even though we only had him for 26 years, we had him for 26 years. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people, like, you know, their kids, like I left when I was 17. If, I, if I'd have passed at 26, my mom wouldn't have saw me fucking, I would have saw, I would have had to, have, Tristan would have had to have been like 60 for me to have seen you know, for my mom to have seen what I saw of my son. You know, because it was, it was like we spent, like, and especially my wife. My wife spent every day with my son. To to, to some, you know, they, they, even if it was just like if, if my wife was going to go up to because she's a, I, I didn't realize she was European when I met her, but she is. She she food shops every day, and uh, because there's that's the greatest chances you have of, of a, an active shooter, of course, is in your neighborhood fucking supermarket. So. Please, sweetheart, can you go up there? Um, but and drag my son with you while, while I'm on the road, so I can come back and identify both your bodies. Fucks, Jesus! Oh fuck, we had an active shooter in Atlanta today. I know there was Atlanta, and then it's what a, was a, there was it, one? You know what? Uh, it's it, you know what? It's getting to be like. Um, Like a fucking like like something that happens politically on either side that's would ten years ago they would have wanted to hang the person, especially the shit that came out on the Supreme Court guys. And it's like every every time something comes out, it's like this shoot that, that what they what the NRA has done is they fucking got us to the point now where. A guy standing outside of his house with an AR-15 at fucking 11 o'clock at night, rattling off rounds, and the neighbor says, hey, buddy, could you maybe stop using your automatic weapon? I'm trying to get my kid down. If that's all right with you, no, it's not. I'm going to commando your fucking house now. And fucking Milai massacre your family. Yeah. Like what the fuck? And we just we just go like this. Hey, did you hear about? Hey, did you hear about? You know what? One of these days, when you fucking make that comment, hey, you hear about? You're not going to be able to because you're going to be the guy they heard about. So go ahead and just let this shit just fucking just fall off your shoulder as Atlanta. Has the, you can get a gun, there's no fucking, there's not even a a, a fucking red flag. There's no red flag law. So this guy walked in to a a fucking mental health uh, establishment with a backpack and a fucking handgun. Who knows what the fuck? Oh, by the way... uh, We've decided we're going to put you uh, in for observation for 12 days. Well, I thought that might be what you had to say, and I have this to say. Shh, shh. 
Pow, pow. What the fuck? The because floor? everybody what? knows that fucking Dodge City was fucking some of the more peaceful times in our fucking existence. I hear you, man. <clears throat> David Martinez, uh, it, it really is weird hearing Kevin talk about Little Caesars like it's God's gift to pizza. I'm uh, not saying he's wrong. I've never, I've never had a slice in Detroit. Down here in Texas, Little Caesars is the cheap and quick option when you're on the go and craving a carb coma. It's like the McDouble of the pizza world. Well, see, now that's where he do, he doesn't understand the whole thing. See, Little Caesars is the reason there's so much immigration in Texas. They can't keep the fucking Mexicans out of... Te- they, they want Little Caesars pizza. That's the draw. <clears throat> if, they, if they brought the fucking the Detroit style, forget about it. Right. It, it was like Ellis Island when they, you know... Yes. In the, in the teens yes. when people pulled in and saw the statue from the Texas border, they're looking at the Little Caesars... The Little Caesar uh, fucking... Cartoon the, with the, the, the... The Caesar. With the stick and the... Uh, yeah, the fucking spear, <clears throat> the spear in the pie. Exactly. Sam Blake. Hey, guys, I don't know if you'll read this. Uh, we are, Sam. But my name is Sam, and I met Kevin in Manchester Nice at the weekend. And I wanted to say it was a dream come true to finally meet. And he was so lovely. We spoke about basketball, the playoffs. Oh, I know exactly who this guy was. And I asked who his teams were. He told me he moved back to Detroit if they get Wemby in the draft. We spoke for five minutes or so. It made my day. Thank me for talking hoops. Said, cool tea. And it was a tea of him and Scott listens to the show every week. Keep up the great work, guys. Big love. You do remember Sam? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Excellent. Yeah, he was. He, I love fucking. I will. I will fucking stop and talk hoops with anybody. And and this is you know, and we we've we've we're 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 going very hoop heavy in a really fucking fascinating hockey playoff. Absolutely true. Don't spoil it. I'm taping the game right now. I'm going to watch it when I get off. I'm not saying anything. All right. But I'm just saying we've got the Kraken moving forward. We've got the Florida the Florida Panthers down 3-1. Go ahead and beat the Bruins, who set, set an all-time fucking points record. Crushed the Red Wing and fucking Lightning 62 or 63. I think they won 65 games, maybe 66. Fuck. And once they beat the once once they beat Detroit, I could give two fucks. But uh, I mean, you're you're fucking your your Devils fucking f- fucking fir- first first quarter fucking little bit of fucking couldn't drive a roofing nail up your ass with a sledgehammer. By the by, the time the game's over, fucking four zip, like, yeah, four zero. Like, I don't know. It, 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 I don't know about you, man, because I guess I've, I've I've been such a Lions fan my whole life, and we've just never got like even anywhere close. That when my team wins a game of importance, and I'm such a sports junkie, that's like. It's 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 so I can't I can't put a price on it. Like last night, knowing that I had to get up at fucking six o'clock to to start my day, after getting home at three o'clock on on Monday morning, 
you know, and get I went to the gym. I had like a ton of fucking things I had to do yesterday. Trained two body parts. Fucking, you know, got home, watched the Lakers game, and they pulled it off. It's like walking up the stairs was just like, like, oh man, that's so fucking sweet. You can't help but not get invested. And I, I ask myself logically, why the fuck am I not making $11 million a year on the field with these guys? Why am I fucking excited right now? Can't help it. It gets ingrained, man. Like, I mean, I've been to playoff games. I've been to Devils playoff games. I, they're the only local team I root for. I've never not been to Dallas. Um, not that they do anything in playoff games necessarily in the last 20 years, but but I've been to Devils playoff games, and it is... It is an electric environment. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. You know, like, if I wanted to go, uh, Sunday will be the game after tonight, uh, the game two, which is, of course, definitely going to happen. I would go to game time to get my tickets, Kevin, and I just happen to have the arena up on my phone right now if I wanted to check out the game on Sunday. And uh, let's see here, so... Uh, if you could see, we got we have up top. We have some. If you don't mind sitting in the top, you can go. Uh, I think as low as let me see. I'm seeing 157 center ice top de- top level. Um, I've one never f- I've never sat that high for a hockey game. I love the corners. That's my favorite spot in the corners. First five rows where you can feel the fucking glass. Um, so if I wanted to go there, I have. Ooh, I got a fourth row seat, corner against the glass. Sixteen hundred, two ninety eight a ticket. By the 298 entrance, two ninety eight in the corner. By the by the entrance, and it's on the side that the Devils How, shoot twice. What, what's the highest price ticket they got? Out highest there? one right now, um, twelve sixty four. Which is look at this deal, bro. Okay, I'm going to point twelve sixty four is here, opposite corner, for where I'm talking about. It is first row, 1264, but I could snatch that seat fourth row for 298. The other one must be the hard camera and the bench and you get you get you, you get, get on TV kind of, a little bit yeah. maybe. <laughs> your your pro, it's, it's it's in the ticket price. Hey, you promise you promise fucking 13 seconds of airtime. I just want to be there. Game time is the shizzle, guys. Um Buying tickets to these events has never been easier. Lose the stress, guys. Find the top events in your area. Just when you set up the app, uh, you just put in where you live, and they're going to show you a host of things. Sort it by category. You want sports. You want concerts. You want theater, opera, anything you want. You put it in. It's going to show what is in your area and when. Click it. They can list the prices, or I love the map. You float around with your finger. Find where you want to sit. Um, there are flash deals, last-minute tickets. Um, it is easy to find the seats that you want. You could even click the seat, and they give you an image of that perspective onto the court or the ice or the stage 
whatever you're going to see. Game time is the place for these last-minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance, guys. This game is in two days, and I could snag a corner seat near the glass for $2.98. It's unbelievable. Um, so here's what I want you to do. Go to GameTime.com. Uh, go to get the app. I have the app. That's the easiest way to do this. But if you want to go to the website, go to GameTime.co, GameTime.co, or just drop that app on your phone. And uh, guess what? If you use the code CLICK, K-L-I-Q, you get $20 off your first purchase. Term terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code K-L-I-Q. CLICK for $20 off. Day download GameTime today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. If you had any doubt to that, I showed you right now live. And guys, my live audience, you can go right on your phone right now and put in the Prudential Center in Newark, and uh, you will get confirmation that I read you the actual shit right there. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. Don't you like when one of our sponsors is like somebody that we use? I love it. I mean, it's like that's like such a great fucking, that's such a great app to have. I've been fortunate that uh, we really have that that we've had some cool shit. Like you've talked about, like the you know the manscape, the beard uh, brushes that you use and stuff. We've been lucky to have that opportunity. Um, the fucking we, the, the, the our, our sleep system. Oh, I love the Sleep Me sleep system. I keep mine at at. Uh, 60? At 60, so that I could achieve when I'm laying on at 64 degrees. That's that's my shit right there. Um, I put mine on 69. I don't know why. That's right. Do you wake up smelling like ass? Does your face smell like ass a little yeah, bit in the morning? Crazy. Um, Unbelievable. <clears throat> yeah, Dom, Dominique said rocket money is good shit. That, oh, yeah. We're going to talk about I, that I, later. I saved, I saved money on, on, on that fucker. It was such a great I had, idea. I had, I had two ESPNs, two Disney Pluses. I had, I was like, <laughs> for those nights where it gets a little, well, maybe a little too much of the THC. No, it's, no. Tristan, Tristan had a. Oh, fucking, he would order, and he, you would order, and he had a photographic memory. So once he got the fucking AMX number, it was just like, <clears throat> and he's like. He's like, there's no way I see their AMX bill. There's no way fucking 54 bucks is going to fucking even raise an eyebrow on these two spenders. He is smart. Because I spent, I, I put everything on my AMX. Um, Because I need the miles, the points. Well, you get the right. You get a lot of good oh, points yeah. from American I've got Express. Like, yeah, it's a, I've got like $9 billion <coughs> that we never use. Fingers MC said, became part of the Click Army before Sean even finished talking about it. I'm such a mark. LOL. You're not alone, Fingers. We have a lot of people who signed up, hundreds and hundreds already. Um, and you guys can join too. Go to clickthistv.com. You join the Click Army where you get the free and early show. Uh, for free, you get the early show. Then the 11 soft, $9.99 only. You get to be in this audience every week and participate. Uh, you'll get it early, and you'll get yours commercial-free. And the Nash and Friends show, which premieres May 16th. Uh. May 16th, 
Tuesday? I got a question for you. Yeah. Do you think that if, if we were to get a million plus viewers that we could afford for The Rock to come on and say to the millions and millions? Watching on StreamYard? Well, actually, you know, we'll get is Michael Buffer. We get him too. We'll we'll, we'll get both. That's my boy, Michael Buffer. Not the Rocks, not. But I, I, I think Michael Buffer would, would, would be the. But I just think that that's a class motherfucker. I want Bruce Buffer. He got those late night ESPN fights he had. I'm I'm firing you. Um, let's. uh, There's the challenge for everybody. Get a million people. Uh, in here, in and we'll, the, and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll and Sean and I'll duke it out over it's, if it's the Rock or which one of the buffers. Exactly, but you'll get the Rock at least. There's the guarantee. Okay. So let's tell everyone on Tuesday night, 9 p.m. You'll get your invite if you're part of the 11 Soft Club. So everyone in the audience here, you will, you are invited to the watch along. We're going to be watching an. Action Zone Tag Team Match, Kevin. Who was in that match? Oh, let me see. I believe it was uh, the Diesel character and the uh, Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels, versus the bad guy, Razor Ramon. Thank you, Stu Hart. And uh, that uh, that, uh, powerful uh, wrestling kid there, uh, Quite wonderful, uh, one, two, three, lightning, uh, Sean Waltman. So why don't we invite Sean Waltman down to sit with us, sit with you guys. The three of us will kick the shit with all you guys. Yeah, because I don't know what shit's called, so we, we definitely got to have him here. So Well, and he'll make plenty of allusions to Japan for us. We'll, 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 we'll have creds with Meltzer immediately. Um, Sean Waltman is going to join us. On May sixteenth, listen. It's only fitting. The goddamn this, show this, is called "Click This." We, we this have to will have it. this will by far be the most wrestling content we've ever done. We've ever done because just we'll have somebody that actually can speak wrestling content. <laughs> he should be so click about it and not want to talk about one fucking wrestle. Bring up candy bars and uh, fucking rock fuck, bands yeah. for for an hour. Talk so, about, his wife's a writer. Talk just talk about the writer's strike. We, the whole we can talk time. the strike with Angela, of course. Yeah. So we, guys, we might, join have, us. We should have her on with him and talk about the writer's strike. I I, I, I love it. I can't, I can't imagine her wanting to sit with us, but uh, you know, I, I uh, she she was she was gracious enough to sit with with my fucking ass. At, okay. uh, at and she's been, she's been very complimentary to me. We she saw some of a project I'm working on with Sean and and. Uh, she was rather, rather lovely, probably let, more so than she should have been. Let's but. not promise her, but let's ask her. Okay. Guys, this is the kind of stuff you're getting every month. Every week in the 11 Soft Club, you're with us for these tapings and every month's watch along on Nash and Friends. Kev brings on a friend, and you get to sit with us. Are you going to interact with them? Absolutely. You're going to ask questions, and not only with text. We're bringing up your camera. You're talking to Kev. You're talking to Sean. You're talking to me. If you have anything to talk to me about, you can. So... Go there, clickthistv.com, and uh, and sign up and get ready. There it is. There's the first announcement, May sixteenth. It's a bit of a, it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a, a milestone for us. We're, we're growing. We're growing. You know, it's like it's, we've been we've been drafted up and you all's grows up and you's oh yeah, I'm the fucking asshole. What's that? I was just doing Vince Vaughn when he gets on t- on the table oh. and swingers, oh. and you's all's grows up and you's all's grows up and you's all. Oh, 
Oh yeah, I'm the fucking. You know, I wouldn't eat this fucking shit anyway. Um, I want to show you a WWE run sheet for a minute. Um, that uh, um, from WrestleMania. So this is, I guess, what the production crew gets. Um, and uh, uh, let's see. Oh, Can we bring this up here. It's like a little colostrum and fiber to quench your thirst. Just bring a big old tit out and take it out of the tap. Okay, so here, so here's uh, the lineup sheet for. So I guess production gets handed this. It tells you who the producer is um, <clears throat> right there under each match. So for those of you watching, um, you can see that we've gotten our hands on a very coveted piece of backstage um, memorabilia. Um, those of you listening can, of course, go to YouTube and watch this week's episode. So now on the top, I had a couple of questions for you because I'm trying to decipher some of the coding that's handwritten on the sheet. First of all, the top says stage right is top, bottom equals ring. So I'm wondering, is this a cameraman who anytime, uh, scroll to the other side of that sheet for me, anytime top is written, he's got to go to the top of the ramp because if you go back to the left, it says that top means stage right so when it top is written his position for the entrance maybe he's maybe he's the handheld that's walking him down. that's what i think that's my guess and if it says bottom that means he's got to go to the ring for the entrance because maybe somebody's got a lot of pyro and he's got to get that shot or it says nothing to do with where he's at and he's determining whether he's he's a power top or power bottom or bottom through, through each segment if he's a power top, he's going to be given some dick on stage right, and apparently he's going to be taking it um, in the ring, which I didn't see on the Sunday uh, WrestleMania. Maybe, so. maybe it's just maybe it's under the ring. Could be would have been hidden from view because you're you're a bottom, so you mean if you're going to take it, you can you know. Now you see toward the bottom on the uh, right some of the double H's. It says H H, maybe handheld that they're going to open with a handheld shot. Right. Um, Handheld hand plus, what is that? Handheld plus stage. Stage, yeah. Meaning the handheld has to stand on the stage. I was just trying to decipher who uh, who might have been responsible for the... Uh, yeah, it's, that's, that's definitely all, that's all fucking handheld steady cam shit. Is the red... Now look at the top. See where it says Brock Lesnar versus Almost. Is the red name who's going over? No, because he didn't go over. So why is he red and Brock is black? Um, Chelsea Green is red. Maybe ironically, the second one. Maybe they maybe they don't have pyro. Oh, maybe uh, or music or something or uh, Gunther is Almost caps. Can't. Pretty sure Chelsea Green took the pin in that match. So it's specifically who takes the pin. Oh, who does the job? Ah, okay. The L.O. Jabarino. Yes, the Jabarushki. But, you the know, old, it gets weird. The old job man. Toward the bottom, Edge and Finn Balor's names are both in red, so I guess it can't be that. Who's getting Me juice? I don't know. Is it juice? I don't know. Who's the juice? I don't know. Just looking for some insight there. All right, it is time for the stiff one of the week, and that is always brought to us by our uh, our friends at Blue Chew, our oldest 
our most uh, one of our most coveted uh, products that we advertise here. People are always when they see me touting the benefits of being able to achieve optimal performance in bed thanks to the Blue Chew service. What the hell is it if you don't know? It's a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets and a fraction of the cost. Take them anytime, day or night. You're just going to plan ahead, and you're going to be ready to rock if the opportunity arises. It does not give you, by default, a stiffy. It just makes it a lot more accessible to one's uh, uh, performance um, to get rocking and rolling if that opportunity arises, okay? I'm trying to shoot down some of these misconceptions and misnomers um, about these products. Uh, the process is simple. I want you to sign up at bluechew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you're going to receive your script within days. Best part, it's all done online, okay? No visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations about the old coca not working like it used to. So uh, no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA, prepared and shipped to your door discreetly. And uh, they want to help you have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com. Just chew it and do it, baby. And we've got a special deal for our listeners like we always do. Try Blue Chew for free. Can't get a better deal than that, for Christ's sake. I mean, do we have a better deal on, on any of these no. shows? Blue Chew for free when you use the promo code NASH at checkout. Just pay $5 for shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code NASH, to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring this segment of our podcast, The Stiff One of the Week. This one's a quickie. Hold on. I mean, I just want to say something. Please that, do. Yeah, they, they, they can't say, I guarantee you, you take Blue Chew... And you use Manscape and take that take that inch of hair back. You're gonna look down and go, "Is that my? That's my guy." You might have an extra two, right? Uh, no, I'm already I'm always trimmed. Yeah, I'm always trimmed. But uh, a, a blue chew is is always uh, it's always gonna fucking you're gonna you're gonna see a difference. You're gonna look down and go, "Is that my cock?" And you'll be ready to roll. Love some blue and, and hopefully it is your your cock. <laughs> hopefully you you're not looking down and saying warrior. Just f it, f it. Um, this is a quickie, uh, but it was always one of my favorites. Uh, if you're from New York, uh, then you've watched the NBC News um, broadcast and the very uh, classy, reliable Sue Simmons. Uh, was always uh, giving you the news. Well, I guess she forgot. I guess they left the mic on a little too long um, after the bumper to go to commercial. And uh, this aired on uh, on NBC New York uh, nightly news at 6 o'clock. Pay more at the grocer, but getting less will tell you how to get the most. The fuck are you doing? We need to acknowledge an unfortunate mistake that I made and one of the teases we bring to you before this program. While we were live just after 10 o'clock, I said a word that many people find offensive. I'm truly sorry. It was a mistake on my part, and I sincerely apologize. And we'll be right I want to know what was going on. Get me from the top again. I'm just going to visualize, like, 
like is the is the weatherman doing like is he pulling his cock out is, are they are they go ahead are they dropping like at 11 pay more at the grocer but getting less we'll tell you how to get the most the fuck are you doing i think that they threw up that and she didn't have copy we need oh, to- so she didn't have anything for the, she for didn't the have, boat story? Any, no, she didn't have any copy on the boat. That's what she said. It was when we come back, I, she's got copy for that. Then the motherfucker throws that up on her. She's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, I don't have on copy air, on that. I, I assume she thought she, that her mic was cut. Or, oh, maybe that was it. Maybe they were supposed to cut her exactly. and have Chuck read. No. The, no. It, it's dead. <laughs> It's supposed to go. That's supposed to be the, it and fucking Get the, the most. The, the fuck are you doing? <laughs> because that, you know what I mean? She's she's thinking it's she, her out is the out, and this, and then she's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Right? Because she didn't expect something else to come up. You're saying, and she's because the last thing she says, she's done. Right. Right. Yeah. So. I would. She could have. I would came back and fucking. I'd have spread a little, a little bit of that fucking heat. I'm sorry, but we we have a system here, and you know that the last thing was supposed to be the Honey Nut Cheerios, not the fucking cruise ship doing a fucking a 180 out in the harbor. So I wanted to know why the fuck it was on my monitor. Yeah, she swallowed all the blame for that. I would. I would have just called out whoever fucked up in the booth. Call him out. I love her more. All right, it's Dear Sexy, okay? Actual Dear Abby letters um, that she addressed and hopefully solved folks' problems. I uh, I think we should... Yeah, you know, Wesley makes a good point. She said that she said a word that some people find offensive. <laughs> Not listeners to this show, so she's kind of right in, in that way. Actual Dear Abby letters, if Kevin were the one... Uh, that the writers wanted her uh, wanted um, uh, him to address. So um, the first one is, Dear Sexy, my sister was married recently. At the reception, her new mother-in-law was seen giving multiple, seen by multiple guests, gesturing with her two middle fingers while the father of the bride was giving his toast. It was a very formal event, and I would, and it was shocking to see an adult act like this. Our family feels embarrassed and insulted because we hosted the wedding. But our biggest concern is how can the bride move forward? When the groom politely approached his mom about it a week after the wedding, she refused to acknowledge it, insisting it was an inside joke, and then gave him a long list of complaints about our family. I suppose they were justifications for her behavior. She refuses to apologize. I feel she should extend an olive branch and apologize to my sister, our parents, but at the very least, make amends with her new daughter-in-law. It upsets me that she doesn't care about building a good relationship with my sister. Uh, This is signed, Sister of the Bride. How do you handle this? We call the bitch out. You got to write that cunt out. Just cut her off, right? And, and, And the husband has to fucking... If the husband doesn't take the wife's spot get right on that mic so we can hear every word of this advice kevin if if the if the if the husband does not back his his wife on this they will end up divorced i promise you that because mm. it'll always be a source of, yes of, of, of and, a it source will, spot. It, yeah. and, and what you're basically saying is 
I'm mama's boy, and I'll always pick my mother over you. And there's nothing worse for fucking a wife than to be number two in the eyes of your husband when it comes to a, to, to a female. And I understand that it's your mother, but unless you're fucking your mother, you better learn the fucking game, my boy. Only some states is that legal. Um, well done. Think, well done. Yeah, but but there's mm. not red flags on it, so it's okay. No, it's not a red flag state. Yeah. Dear Sexy, I'm a 25-year-old female currently serving a nine-year prison sentence. It is the first time I've ever been in trouble. Wrong place, wrong time. Well, nine years is a lot for wrong place, wrong time, but anyway. My boyfriend is 24. We've been together two and a half years and have had our ups and downs. I'm truly in love with him. And he tells me he will always be there for me. I have been in prison for five months so far, and he hasn't missed a visit or a phone call. He also makes sure I have money on my books. I'm worried that somewhere down the road, since we're so young, he will meet someone and move on. In a way, I would kind of understand. I don't want his life to stop because mine has, but I also don't want to lose him. How do I keep our relationship strong, or should I let him go? That's from Locked Up in Delaware. Now, is this a female? Yes. Okay. Um, you guys, I mean, number one, like if, if he's showing up, you know, if he's showing up, then it's, I, I promise you, I mean, I've had, you know, people that have been, been in, in the joint before, they've been friends and acquaintances, never anybody I was in a relationship with. Uh, but, Visitation is is you know he hasn't missed you know what what once a week he gets he goes by there. Well, she just said he hasn't missed a call or a visit yet. Yeah, so I mean, so they plan you know I'm going to see you every fucking Sunday, and we'll call every Wednesday. Still gives him five days to get plenty of fucking ass. So, should she be? Um, should this be uh, discussed? Should it be an agreement? Or is this like a don't ask, don't tell policy? He's going to do what uh, he's what, what, do. What's her upside? Her upside is she pushes the issue and he says, well, baby, you know, like just as long as he keeps showing up, you got something, right? Right. And it, I guess it would have to, I mean, both ways. He can't, I mean, if she's getting her box eaten in, in there, that's got to be fair game too, right? We're all human, for God's sakes. Yeah. And then once she gets her box eaten in the fucking joint, she'll finally realize that fucking somebody knows where the clit actually is. And he's in danger. <laughs> and she, and that, motherfucker, that motherfucker could be taken off the visitor's list. <laughs> I, I told you, it's the little man in the boat. There's a fucking flap of skin over it. I've got a hooded clit. You got to peel it back fucking there, Junior. Uh, well done. Well done. Couldn't have written it any better. And no. actually, you can't write it now, because there's a fucking writer's strike, for God's sake. Oh, jeez. That's why we we, we, we got to get to the bottom of this. The Writer's Guild is on strike. Um, now, WWE writers, are not, I would imagine, are non-union, right? I'm, I, I, would, I would be surprised if they're not indentured servants. <laughs> but you know what? I mean, Freddie Prince was there. He, he's, he's obviously a SAG member. Yeah, but I, I don't think that 
like one of the big things lately is a lot of people are, are, are doing like they're joining this other group and it's like they're just saying fuck it fuck it to sag because the the sag has become such a shit uh fucking union well we were when did we strike last what year was the fucking sag strike we'll look this up here quick <clears throat> but um I remember that one of the core issues. I can't believe you don't know that offhand. You fucking. I know. You okay, Hollywood. You Hollywood fucking Democrat motherfucker. It all runs together after a while. Because when it comes down to it, all you and I want in life is to fucking be over with the fucking Democrats so we can get Hollywood jobs. Because. I'm so pissed after my first seven series got canceled. <laughs> you fucking assholes. The strike was 2007, but but before that, I remember each con every three years when the contract would come up, and particularly like in the early 2000s, I'd begin to get incensed because the one sticking point for us was cable. Now, I'm going to compare that to what's going on now with the writers for any of the lay people, but... That's stream, they're getting they're getting hosed on that streaming. Okay, so I'm going to draw a comparison between when cable came in and when they finally incorporated it into a SAG contract. It was a bit of an experimental outlet for content. HBO was airing the movies that were in the theater a year after that, but there were not 500 channels as options. No. So yes, a cable contract was considered experimental, the scale was lower, and we gave away a lot of reruns so that cable companies could recoup money and get the cable thing going in the late 70s, early 80s, when you had just uh, just a few. You had HBO, WHT, Wemetco Home Theater, if I remember correctly, um, was the other big channel competing with HBO. They never changed the language in these contracts, Kevin. No. So in 98, 99, 2000... I'm doing Sex in the City, you know, five, ten episodes a year, and we're still on a contract where cable, HBO, Sex in the City, Sopranos, is being considered experimental. So that was the big push in the early 2000s to get this shit treated, uh, the programming, like regular uh, network content. There was such a big divide between network pay, not necessarily for the first check, but in residuals, right. the difference between network and cable. Because it was this antiquated system where cable was considered experimental into the 90s and 2000s. Today, streaming is still treated like the bastard stepchild of lesser entertainment and of lesser value to networks. Well, you look at the studios now, you look at the television networks now, the bread and butter's becoming the streaming submissions. So this is what the writer, one of the things the writers are asking for an update for that streaming has got to be considered in the uh, the valuations uh, that are happening right now. So that's a nutshell explanation for anybody that uh, that may be. Well, that was when you know when, when things started to go into uh, the streaming, and all of a sudden it was Hulu, and there was this and that. And it was just like, and and you could see that the DVD sales were were, were pretty much done. Oh. Then it became um, what was the ter the term they used? Electronic uh, sell through. Yeah, <laughs> uh, 
electronics, and you're, you're going like, oh, okay. And I'm sure that that's going to be an easy audit. That 87 cents you just got for, you traded your, what used to be, you know, eight, $900 for a DVD It's, it's almost like when you, get that, when you get that residual, that, that pink check residual. The foreign, the foreign. Yeah. Oh, my God. Really? <laughs> In all of Italy, I made 90 cents? <laughs> Italy, Germany, Sweden. <laughs> Switzerland I mean, and the, the entire check. They bundle all the countries in Europe, and it's like two hundred ninety-eight dollars. Yeah, it's unbelievable. It's just like fucking go go buy a, go buy a bottle of Opus. You're done. But um, did you ever have to strike in any of the unions that you were in? Um, like I, walk I, the picket line. You obviously you struck for, no. for SAG in two thousand seven. You couldn't yeah. take work, but did you have to no. walk the line? The only th- they um they took a a. a uh, a place I was working at, which was American Sunroof Corporation, which was a teamster, uh, teamster-run shop, and they ca- they came in and broke the they broke the union, and, and took the took the, the shop non-union while I was working in, in quality, mm. and um, I was I mean like that was pretty much it for me. Did it stay that way? It's it, it's it went non-union. Yeah, it's it, yeah. I was, I I was gone. Yeah, yeah. I walked the line once uh, for two days. It's kind of fun. I wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna. Like, they'd have these meetings, man, and I'd be telling. I'd be telling the shop foreman, like, you know, if like what what people were flipping and everything else. Like, I was the. I was like the the fucking mole. You had all the info. You had all the yeah, because I was. They were. They thought I was fucking on their team, and I was with the union. Because if anybody was going to take a fucking Molotov cocktail in the side of their car, it wasn't going to be me. (laughs) So, uh, the writer strike uh, will affect certain networks more than others. So if we take a second and we can look at um, which, let me drop this in here so that we can get this on the screen for everyone. Um, We'll see which of the streamers and which networks would be impacted by this. Now, we're gauging this. Let's go down to A&E being the first one. We're gauging this by how much scripted and unscripted content um is on the network now that doesn't mean all right we got to make sure we we for the people that are listening that are listening yeah i'm gonna go through it all yeah a and e appears that there's going to be very low impact because it's almost entirely focused on unscripted programming and we'll be able to skirt any impact from the walkout i think two cable shows are uh, two shows on the A&E network uh, cable network are scripted and 86 are unscripted so it seems they will dodge so that if, bullet if, you, if you're enjoying your WWE uh, Sunday <clears throat> nights they're they're there but I can't believe I don't want to drill too far down at this but nobody on the writing staff at A&E that's writing uh, WWE biography or uh, none of those people are in a union I don't know. I guess. I guess not. Uh, scripted. Uh, There's maybe, a script that's read. Well, yeah, it's not but, fiction. 
but who who, uh, who reads it? Half the time, it's it, it's it's cutaways to us, and I mean, your VO guys have to have to read something. It's got to be written by someone, or maybe producer. Yeah, but, it, but it, I, I, you don't have to fucking you don't have to be a union person to work on it. So okay, so that's maybe it then. Okay, so they're able yeah. to even if they had union people writing the documentary copy. Okay, Amazon medium impact there. You see, Kev, it looks like that uh, there's six scripted and six unscripted cable, um, but their streaming service is uh, 55 scripted programs to 34. They're gonna they're gonna, they're gonna suck a dick. They'll be running some a lot of reruns. Yeah. Yeah, with fifty-five scripted programs. Yeah, so they're. But let's let's go to HBO. Let's go to somebody that's. Let's go to one more. Let's let's see if we can. Apple, Apple's Apple looks like they're in trouble. Uh, high. Thirty-nine scripted programs to twelve unscripted. Uh, Disney's streaming network uh, will take a hit at seventy to thirty-six. Seventy. Scripted to thirty six unscripted. Yeah, but they have so much fucking. Their their library is. This is gonna be fine. Netflix also. Kids, those fucking kids will watch. Uh, Frozen fucking all day long, thirty three times. <laughs> uh, Netflix two hundred and eighty three scripted to one hundred fifty six unscripted. So that'll be, uh, considerable impact. Two hundred eighty six shows. Uh, Depending on where they're getting it from, is it, is it Fauda from coming, coming from fucking uh, Israel? Is it, you know? Like, well, that that's what'll happen too. They'll begin exactly. to buy catalogs. Absolutely. From, you ever see when there's a huge dump of like foreign shows? I feel like I'm elsewhere when I. Yeah, uh, I, I call it Thursday. Like, like twenty-seven Indian shows show up as new programming on my yeah. Netflix. Um. Let's see about HBO. Let's see. HBO. It's funny. I don't see HBO listed here, but in this particular. Uh... There it is right there. Did I skip it? It's Warner Brothers. Oh, Warner. Let me see. Where are they at the bottom? Okay. Well, let's see. Warner Brothers specifically is perfectly placed to ride out uh, a content shutdown. Scripted output from cable networks accounts for just 7% of total content, and half of that is from HBO. And but a lot of the, if you read up there, the, it, oh, it, oh, I'm sorry, it excludes kid content. Okay. So I don't say that fucking, you know. Yeah, but so. that's, I mean, they're getting from HBO. What about HBO proper, like the HBO Max app? Well, that's, yeah, that, that, I mean, how many movies are just, like, you can go to the, to the search and just you can fucking pull up movies and all kind of shit. So, and I, you can watch The Sopranos, all that shit. That's I remember when reality shows first started to get. Po- I was on a set of oh, what was I in? Uh, a sh- the second Shyamalan uh, thing I did. Uh, was it Real World like one of the first reality shows? Real World on MTV. So that right. was kind of a kooky contract anyway. It was it was reality and it was MTV. So I mean, whatever. There was a lot of weird shit on there. Oh yeah, Unbreakable. Oh, right, Unbreakable, of course. So I'm on the set of Unbreakable, and Survivor's getting popular, and I start to hear the chatter about what an anomaly it is. Like, does that suck? Like. 
Like, no, no do, do people actually watch that? And the concern, clearly, from the folks that I was listening to was that you didn't have to use SAG actors. I guess, right, I guess, I don't know what the WGA's take on it was, but um, particularly SAG, I guess, was the concern that because this was a documentary, I don't even know if the term reality programming had been coined yet at that point because that was the first network reality show which was like a game show they were treating it like wheel of fortune they were contestants and then after that you started to see all the knockoffs temptation temptation island and all these things and then it began to swell and then it became an issue for sag then i started to remember um in sag discussions hearing about the proliferation of reality programming do you watch any reality programming uh, I am very fond of the first forty-eight, which is an A and E show, which shows That's like the, the murder one. Yeah, the first forty-eight hours of a murder investigation, and I do enjoy the live uh, Friday and Saturday night video from Daytona Beach. Um, uh, Op live on patrol uh, my, live. My buddy, my buddy Joey, uh, Joey Biggs is a. He's huge on that. I sent you a picture this weekend. They're like, all right, we're down in Daytona where it's Jeep week. I'm like, what the fuck? Every week there's some every, bullshit oh, that lets every, people walk around the streets loaded. Every fucking week. And and pretty soon they'll all have guns. I can't wait. July, July right? It'll be booze and rifles booze and handguns. It, it's going to look like the Revolutionary War when they go to Daytona Beach. Fucking International Speedway is going to be like... I told my wife, Wide I, said, I said flat out, I said, you know, I said, when I get, I'm, I'm going for stem cells on Sunday. I leave uh, this coming up Sunday and go down to, to, to Medellin, Colombia, to Bioaccelerator. And that's why I was in the MRI tube. Uh, and this is, this is so insane. Um, so it's like anything else, man, like. When you're on the road, the last thing you want to do, I don't give a fuck if it's, you know, the, the, the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. I'm so fucking tired that I don't even want to fucking walk a step on the rainbow. And I know that this fucking body, I, I know that the stem cells is the only thing, and especially this, this group, I, I, I went down and they did my neck, they did my cervicals. And they put like 10 million stem cells in each one of my cervicals. And the next day, it was just like, it felt like somebody, it just like, you know in the cartoons when a fucking mallet hits a guy and his fucking <laughs> head goes, nah, nah, nah. it felt like, it felt like fucking, like I was the stretch one, you know, like uh, my, my neck, my hands weren't asleep for fucking uh, like 18, 19 months when I'd wake up. It was, and, and cognitive, it was unbelievable. And I'm just like, ugh. So I'm I'm sitting on my, my on my last leg and I'm going into Manchester. I'm in Amsterdam and I see this blonde hair girl walk on and I recognize her and she says, Hi Kevin. And I'm like, God, I know her. And then right behind her walks Matt Hughes, that was the UFC star that got in that horrific uh, accident. He was in a pickup truck and a, oh, a tr the car a tr accident. And a train right? hit him. Yeah, a train shit. hit him. And when I when I met him, he could barely fucking move. Mm. And he walked on the plane, 
and I just I'm like I'm saying to myself like bioaccelerator changed that man's life. He still has traumatic brain damage. You know, he's it, it, that, that will never, you know, he'll always like she said he's like a stubborn kid sometimes. Like, you know, like Matt, you need to wash your hands before we go eat. I'm not going to wash my hands. Matt, you need to wash, you know, he's still you know, it, it, it's done damage that's not going to but at the same time, like he's 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 not a vegetable, and he was. And I'm just like, dude, like if that if you were looking for a, a sign of you know, what's what's your what's your fucking play is like, you know, go down to buy accelerator because you know they're going to change your life. Mm. So okay, well, then, well, there it so is. So we'll, we'll we'll be I will I will uh, it's mm. part part of my deal is. Um, to, to to be uh, privileged enough to get this treatment uh, on the house is I've got to you know I've got to uh, give them social media uh, access and do and do some things for them and my whole thing is this you know you can you can push me to put out whatever you want but you can't push what fucking comes out of my mouth mm-hmm. so. Push it in their face like warrior. Or, you know, I said, stop it. Stick it out there. Fuck. Barely walk the next day. No, but I just said, I said, I said, you know, like, I'll be completely honest, but the last time was like night and day. And let's, let's see cognitively when I come back. Um, I haven't, I haven't had the stuttering problem since I started using can- the cannabis. Am I right? It's going to go one way or the other. You're either going to this show's either going to take off to the stratosphere, or I'm going to be no. Sit, I'm going to uh, no. Stephen I'm, Hawking. I'm going, no, I'm no. I'm going to be. I'm going to be fucking. How many are you be, getting? Last time I think I went down there, I got 400, 450 million stem cells. Right. This time I'm getting an extra fifty in the head of my cat. With that in a little blue show, you're gonna be in uh, blue show. Right. Be in the Guinness Book of Records. It looked like that fucking uh, Musk rocket that exploded. So no, uh, I should say, I should say the latest. To right, the latest SpaceX disaster. Somebody no was talking. Board, somebody was God. talking shit about Musk in uh, in the gym the other day, and and then in their next sentence, they were talking about what do you think Bitcoin's gonna do. I said, you. I said, you fucking sit here and dog Elon Musk. He just had a five hundred million dollar fucking rocket blow up, and like he don't give a fuck. <laughs> you know, like you do get that, right? Did he just? He just, you know, probably lost probably all in total a billion dollars, and it's just like. Hey, I left my wallet several. How much you have in it? Six hundred. Yeah. What's Bitcoin doing? Bitcoin. It's on its way. Is it? Isn't it around thirty thousand right now? Today, the big thing was they, to look. They were talking. You know, Buffett's partner, the guy that's like the, the fucking ninety-nine-year-old guy. Yeah, twenty-nine. Twenty-nine. Okay. So, um, but, but now the the big play is uh, is these guys. That of course run the Ponzi scheme are telling everybody it's going. This is it. 
This is the one. It's going to make the million dollar fucking run. Oh, jeez. It's like when back when, you, when I was a kid and fucking your dad would buy the fucking Irish sweepstake fucking coupon. Well, if you're talking about responsible decisions regarding money, Kevin, I can tell you that rocket money is one of the most revolutionary things to come along for your personal finances at home. And um, you might be asking, what is it for God's sakes? Well, guess what? You may have, and this is going to shock you, you may have recurrent subscriptions that you're not aware of. You might be like one of the many, many people out there Moi. that have about, you know, I'll give you a statistic. About 3 million people have used Rocket Money already, and the average person has saved $720 a year. Not kidding. Those are facts. 80% of people in general have subscriptions that they forgot about, and chances are you're one of them, because I said 80%, baby. Um, you could have, a, you know, a Stars app you downloaded once to just catch one show and forgot to cancel. Uh, a free gaming trial that kicked in to pay uh, for play that you never realized. All right, Rocket Money will quickly and easily find your subscriptions for you, and for any you don't want to pay for anymore, you just hit cancel, boom. Rocket Money handles it all. They cancel for you. It's that easy. It's an app. You put it on your phone. You put your information in and it finds all of your subscriptions. And canceling them and saving that money every month is one click away. Rocket Money also helps you manage all your finances in one place and will automatically categorize your expenses. You can easily track your budget in real time and also get alerted if anything looks off. Think back to a time, if you can remember before cell phones and apps and stuff, before the internet, people would pay a fortune for this kind of uh, this kind of care with their finances, with a financial advisor. This was stuff for the wealthy. It has become democratized, and we all have an opportunity through something phenomenal, like rocket money, to be able to do this and get an advantage in our personal finances. So stop throwing your money away. Cancel all these unwanted subscriptions now. Manage your expenses the easy way by going, by going to rocket dot, rocketmoney.com slash Nash. I'm too excited. Rocketmoney.com slash Nash. Okay? Rocketmoney.com slash Nash. And we thank Rocket Money for still rocking and rolling with Click This. And that's what... By not having rocket money is the equivalent of being a fucking uh, a corporation and not having a legal team. Legal team, an accounting department? They're, they're, Absolutely. They're, you're getting hosed. Somebody is fucking hosing you. Because people get a hold of your shit anyway. They might just get your password you're paying for it. You know, just like. We we uh we 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 plugged our podcast into Rocket Money and we, and we saw that not we were paying anything duplicate we were we were getting no money from certain advertisers and we, we were able to rectify that um, and uh, that. I, I think we're all back I think we're all on track now so uh, are, do we, th- are we on track I I have some work to do I have some accounting to do but I I, I think we're 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 we're, be- way. we're on our way we're better than we were that's yeah, for sure no, we, I mean we're we were dead on arrival fucking for the longest. And, and I, was, I was about to start fucking rifling some of our advertisers, like just talking shit about them. I really was. 
Well, fortunately, we didn't, and everybody's back on track. And no, and we got great ones like this is this is one I personally have used. Yeah. So absolutely, everyone loves Rocket Money on the staff here. Thank you, Rocket Money. All right, back here with Click This, the Kevin Nash podcast, and it's time for you. It is time for you to have access to Kevin. Hashtag Ask Nash is how you do this on Twitter. Hashtag Ask Nash. Like that wrestling guy did. He says, any memories of Ag Hall in Allentown, Pennsylvania, or Stabler Arena in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, my local childhood venues, thanks. Now, of course, Ag Hall, Agricultural Hall, was one of the two arenas there, uh, uh, buildings, called not an arena, where um, WWE used to do the 70s and very early 80s yeah, TV we, we, we were in Stabler. That's where, that's where, in Stabler, Stabler Arena is where I, I came in late, and I had a Make-A-Wish girl there, and she was, they had like corrugated walls that like, in the locker room, so they could, you could make a, a, a room smaller or bigger by moving a, a wall, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a solid wall, so there was, the sound penetration was, was, uh, Target Center, there's a lot of buildings that have that. Hmm. And so the girl was on the other side, and the guy from the WWE says, you know, there's a, there's a person here for Make-A-Wish, but, you know, fucking, you, you've got this, this, and this. So you have you can, promos yeah. or some shit. Yeah, yeah. so if you can fucking kind of, like, keep this to 20 minutes. I, I just fucking, I, I, just, I just stopped, and I looked at him, I said, what? I said, so a per, uh, uh, this is a person's make-a-wish. So their wish is to come see me. Is to come see and spend time with Kevin Nash. I said, and you have the fucking balls to tell me that we we can wrap this. Like, this is beyond an honor. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'll stay as fucking, I'll stay till the fucking show's over. I won't even do the goddamn show. And Good for this, you. And this girl heard it. Mm. She heard the whole thing. And they didn't say a word to me. And then when, when she passed, her mother told me the story. And it was one of those moments where I said, well, number one, it wasn't like, well, thank God I didn't, because I'm not that guy. You know, it's yeah. just like, you know, I'm just not that guy. So you would never not have got that response from me, but it was just so, it made it that much more special for her. It was almost like I chose this guy. Obviously, he wanted, I mean, like, this was a good choice. Like, Gotta he ask wanted you. to see me. I remember, I, I first became aware of this aspect of being a, not just a famous wrestler, like a, a famous athlete or star or whatever, when I read Hogan's book. And he, he went on to talk about, he said, people always talk about the road schedule, working the cards. He said, the stuff I had to do before matches, whether it's television station appearances, radio appearances, car shows, like all these, this stuff. And then he talked about make a wish. the make a wish. I never thought. And just the mental state. You have to sit with someone who you could see their days are numbered. What? And then go out there and right, exactly and, ex- and and fucking be the man, and Cena fucking set the world record for fucking yes, make wishes. Yeah, and that motherfucker came out spot on every and he, I'm talking. He would do two and three at a TV. Mm. He would do it, and he would 
he was so good at it and such a fucking kind person that he would always make sure that there would never be like one of them wouldn't see that he was spending time with you know he always made each one specifically compartmentalized special you know they each got their own dedicated time with him absolutely yeah it was it wasn't oh let's lump the three of them in together you know and and i just those are the things man that like that, that's a that, when you're in that spot. I'm sure Roman's in that spot now, yeah. and you know when you're in that spot, and, and, and even if it's just a year, it's fucking man. It's it, it's a, it takes its toll on you. So gratifying in so many ways, but torture in other ways. Because, like you said, a lot of the parents will keep in touch, and you know you're going to get that email or that phone call. Yeah, and then we, we even like we we did a thing that was uh, oh god I can't remember the it's in my my it was like a make a wish for adults, and there was a lady in St. Louis named Erin, and she was, you know, she was an, uh, an older lady. I mean, it wasn't my age or anything, but she was, she was probably like maybe mid forties, or maybe or, or maybe late thirties, whatever. But she wanted, and she was really really bad. And I, you know, just, and I was working like independence at the time. I wasn't even working with one of the federations. And somebody reached out to me. I want to think it's called Stella's Wish, maybe. Somebody reached out to me and they said, you know, would you, would you come see this lady? So I was just like, I, you know, just on my own dime. Not that, I, you know, but it was, it was mm-hmm. a question. It was just, you know, where, like, where, where's the closest fly in St. Louis? And her, the, I believe her son or what, somebody in the family came and got me. And um, we went to the hospital. And she was just so gray and so drawn. And when I walked in the room, they, 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 nobody smartened her up that I was coming. And just to see, by the time I left, you know, as I was up on the bed with her and she was like in my, like in my, against my shoulder and like they, people had taken some pictures, and like the picture of her when I got there, and the picture of her when I left, was like looked like somebody had spray tanned her. And she actually got out. She got out of the hospital. Oh wow! Like she made a little kick out, and then she, of course, she didn't make it. But you know, but it was one of those things where it just, it just, you know, people people say, you know, what's your favorite match of all time? That is that. That's my favorite. That's the shit that, that you know, that fucking you know, makes it all worth it. Yeah. Man. Excellent. Uh, Dewey asks, why has Sid Udy not been inducted into the Hall of Fame? How was working with him? Uh, Scott was my favorite. You then Sid. I'm from the same town as Sid and grew up with his son. So don't tell them. Love the show. Me and my dad watched every single. Um, watched every Monday, single father life, LOL. Uh, Sid. Absolutely deserves to be in. What's but, the holdup? Oh, uh, well, just waiting on that hot softball Hall of Fame nod. Um, Who goes I, in I, first, Bill Eady or Sid Eady? I just I wanted to say Eady and Eady in the same sentence. I, want, I, want, I, I really want demolition in the fucking... That's my... I'm going to... That's my... Um, 
That's my goal for next next WrestleMania. Paul's on the text, bro. Hit him up. Uh, what do we have in the audience? I don't like to, I don't like to use my friendship like in, that, in any form or fashion like that. No, I agree. I just have to talk for three hours here, and I gotta say something. Um, uh, what do we have in the audience, Steve? As long as we, long as we agree. Um, Josh, what ingredients make for a great burrito? Uh, it's the protein to me. I mean, it's it's that was shrimp. So man, it was like fucking. That thing was packed full of shrimp. There was probably eight ounces of shrimp in that burrito. My favorite place down there for burritos, A One A burritos they do a oh, a green chili pork oh and then you can get it two different styles phenomenal two locations one on the beach in flagler one um in a strip mall somewhere in palm coast all right so you you, you don't need to be eating fucking pork, fucking no that's pork. done it's over it's over my happiness is over I'm you know you gotta you gotta just you know it's it's fucking it's like you're 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 a serial you're a serial fucker. You've you've had nine, ninety three thousand affairs, and your wife caught you, and now it's just like that's it, no more. That's it. It's Cut like, it, lop it off. Uh, <laughs> anyone else out there? David Van Bogelen. Hey, Sean, did Waltman end up being the Roller Joint Champion for KFIP Commentaries? Now, that's a good question because you're you're challenging my memory. Now, here's what happened. <clears throat> I remember. I was in the mix. You were in the mix. Uh, Sabu, I think Sabu might have, I think maybe Shiki did it first, and it was a horror show. Then um, Sabu uh, was formidable. Um, I think he was unseated by Rob. It's either he was unseated by Rob, um, then Waltman. No, Waltman was first. First Waltman, then Rob than you and i can't remember where everybody landed that's a, that's a great question that's a, that's a good trivia question um kids used to have like you know remember those old fucking rolling machines yeah for cigarettes yeah yeah and like nobody could ever get them to work waltman could fucking kill those things <laughs> it looks just like a cigarette right amazing the the, the uh, Mexican crew like Conan and, and Ray and all those guys when we first like uh, like kid would travel with a mason jar of, of bud and they would call fucking Pac the, the the king of the king of the king of pot or the king of weed king of pot uh, yeah that's that's a yeah. good story yeah, the old, the uh, they would have to say they would have to tap out right. Yeah. And the way they tapped out was they said King of Pot and they King handed the joint to Sean. Yeah. <laughs> he was that motherfucker, man. He, he could smoke. Um, Eliduan one says, What are some of Kevin's memories on working with young Randy Orton? Randy holds the record for most WWE pay per view matches. His first pay per view match was against Nash in the Elimination Chamber SummerSlam 2003, where he took a beautiful bump to Nash's jackknife. I just remember um, him and Jindrak were good buddies. And um, I was like the driver, and I had those two young fuckers with me. And they were getting ass everywhere. I mean, th those two, and, and and they would talk about it. They come in a lot. They would bring the broads to the fucking arenas. 
like the, they and they were like hot smoking. There'd be like two hot smoking girls in the back sitting somewhere. Like, Who are they? They're, they're with Chindrak and Orton. And it got so much heat on Randy and Jindrak from the old guys. And it wasn't because it was disrespectful. It was because it was such sweet ass. And <laughs> so Randy, Randy was always, I mean, I just, I remember one time he came up to me and I hadn't seen, I had, I had been in TV like eight months. And he walks up to me, he goes, Kev, you got a minute? He goes, yeah, I went, hop over the rail and we go up in the, in the stands. We go up about eight rows. Guys are in the ring doing shits before TV. He says, hey, man, like, and he t- gives me, like, the number. Like, I made $3.67 million last year. I think I'm getting fucking hosed. And this is when there's, there's, no, there's no AEW. And I said, well, Rand, I said, uh, you're not going to make that a TNA. <laughs> I said, just, he, he, he said what, what are your options? He goes, I just, I, I just, uh, I wanted to just ask you because it just felt good to bitch to you because you're always bitching about something. <laughs> everybody else. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, <clears throat> I said, well, I said, you know, I said, are they paying for that bus? He goes, no. I said, get that bus fucking, go for the bus. I don't know if they got picked up his bus. Oh, that's now, interesting. Johnny Fair, my biggest issue with, um, my biggest issue with isn't the talent or even the booking. It just looks too clean. It doesn't look like a wrestling show. Oh, I guess WWE. Uh, it doesn't look like a wrestling show. I know that NFL and NBA have sharper look due to HD, but it still looks like football and basketball, say you. I think you're a fan of that, uh, of the, the crisp, clean. Um, I think that's I think Johnny difference. wants the dingy, dark, smoke-filled arena days. Yeah, I say, that was... That was one of the things that popped me the most was that when Billy was telling a story, and he's like, we were doing TV at the Louisville Gardens. And, like, to me, the Louisville Gardens were fucking just, what a, what an unbelievable, I've said it many times, what a, just one of my favorite buildings. And for him oh, to say so it, over with Cornette this week, bro. Seriously. And for, 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 for him to say that and for, like, like me, like, envisioning Bill Eady in his prime, in that building, in the ring, is like you you couldn't fucking take a better snapshot of pro wrestling. Yeah. You know? It was a time. It was a vibe. Um, what yeah. else do we have in our live audience? Let's give a couple more people an opportunity to, uh, to get to Kev. Brandon Douglas, did Kevin decide on the charity that he uh, – okay, yeah. So people who still want to make donations in T's name – um, maybe next week you can vet a few organizations and uh, folks can do that. You know, it's so hard because um, <clears throat> when it's when it, with with autism, because the spectrum, you know, it's it's you know you can have somebody that that doesn't speak, and everybody like the biggest problem that we have with with with, with autism. Is where my son, who was was on the far end of the spectrum, high IQ. I mean, he worked a retail job. You know, was able to make eye contact. Like most people would not know he had autism until that's you, true. Until you lived 
you know, day in, day out with That's them. exactly it. Like, I, I never knew. Right. The t- if you didn't tell me, I, I probably wouldn't have known right. from the interaction I had with T. Yeah. Right. But, and then there's the other. So, but the biggest problem is, is the other end of the spectrum where those kids, when if they were to like, lose their parents, they need like assisted living for the rest right. of their lives. So that's the thing I'm trying to find right now is to, number one, just autism awareness because people are, you know, it's just something that's new as far as something that affects so many of our children. I think it's one out of five uh, males in the last you know, generation have, have been affected in some form or fashion by autism. And I think there needs to be some research done of, of why there's this increase in autism. You know, I mean, there, there was something the other day I saw on fluoride and water. And, you know, how long they've been fluoriding, you know, putting fluoride in water. Right. And, 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 and the cause and effect of, of what that was doing to people. And so I'm still doing some research. <clears throat> so hang in there and, um, you know. It's got to be the right thing, and it's yeah. you know, my wife and I have had a, a, a couple of d- a different times in our lives where we've done charity things, and you've got people on this planet, and I don't have to you know I don't have to fucking tell you this, but you know they believe that if you raise a million dollars, as long as you give ten percent to the actual charity, that's completely legitimate for them to take the other ninety percent. And I had I've had people fucking take crews of twenty that ran a charity to fucking a Ruth Chris on the charity's paycheck. I had a guy buy a, a minivan because he did make some car pickups, uh, at airport. I mean airport pickups for for the for the charity, and he bought himself a Dodge Caravan. And that I told that motherfucker if he didn't turn the van back in I was going to come over and kill him with a fucking claw hammer <laughs> I was dead serious too I was going to kill that motherfucker wow but then again that's not what that's not how white guys do it is is 10 is 10 percent the number yeah 10 percent that's horrifying not even half not even you know, close that, to half have you ever seen fucking people that they they, they look at you I, I had a person one time on a plane look at me go yeah I'm working right now on starting a non-profit well, a nonprofit, right? My my wife owns a nonprofit, um, but she doesn't do it for the know. sake of getting a paycheck. No, she does it to give inner city youth <laughs> right. a, a chance to. This, I'm talking about perform. <laughs> exactly, these are people that run a nonprofit. Like, hey man, think about getting a franchise. Should I get McDonald's or? Right. It's like man, yeah. you motherfucking cold blooded. It's like. I don't have a problem scamming somebody that's a fucking douchebag, but fuck, man, taking from somebody that's that's got—I mean—that's got a disability, or because to me, to, to me, being a dumb motherfucker, and I'm not talking about low IQ. I'm just talking about dumb, like just stupid, unstreet smart, dumb motherfucker. Like the dude right now that when we put up twenty-nine thousand, is actually salivating. And thinking about fucking, he needs to get in Bitcoin before it goes to forty. That motherfucker. Right. I don't have a problem with him getting fucking shilled. 
So we'll let you guys know. You'll be the first to know on this show when yes. uh, we have uh, when they have something set up for tea. Jennifer Vargo, um, who was your all-time favorite person to work with other than, of course, Scott Hall? And was there anyone you wanted to have a match with but didn't get to for whatever reason? So first as a partner and then, uh, well, no, I guess as an opponent to work with could mean. I, lo- I love to work with Brett. I've said it a million times. Brett was one of my favorites. I mean, we just, every time we touched was magic. Mm-hmm. And he, I, you know, he, he always calls himself the excellence of execution, the best there is. But the thing is, like, when you went out there with him, he didn't expect anything less. I mean, you, mm. and, and you had to give it. Let me throw some names at you that of people that I, as a layperson, as an outsider, as someone who's never taken a bump in a ring, think that it would be great to work with as an opponent. Okay, but Brett would have been one I would have put on the list. Uh, Kurt Hennig. Yep. Um, if he didn't feel like dicking around all night, then he, then it was a, it was just a fucking shit show. Oh, like do, doing all the bullshit, all the ha ha shit. No, just fucking, just you know, he'd fuck around. He, you know, send you off and say, you know, you know, call, call something something on the run that wasn't even a fucking real move. What? <laughs> you know, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> um. This would have been too early for you, but that was one of Owens too. Owens, Owen would fucking punch you in the stomach and send you off and go flying backbreaker, <laughs> flying back. <laughs> T-shirt guys, flying backbreaker. Take notes. <clears throat> um, before you, before your ring time, anyway. But Adrian Adonis, I bet would fl- would would bump like crazy for you. I bet. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, let's see. I'm trying to trying to grab your generation. Um, Bill Eady. Bill. We, Bill we, we, we I, I wouldn't have wanted to been on the receiving end of one of those forearms to the back of my neck, to be honest with you. Um, what about like uh, like a Brian Blair? He was a good hand. Yeah. Um, uh, Orndorff. Wardorf in, in his in his oh, in his prime. I wore, I got a chance to work a little bit with with Paul here and there when he came back at WCW. Right. When he was when he was working, not as an agent. Or, yeah, he was, yeah, he was working still. Okay. I think but he I, was I, hurt. That's when he was hurt, right? He was starting. Yeah, he was hurt, but he still he still fucking knuckled fucking Vader in his fucking shower shoes. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a famous center one. stage. Uh, David and, Finn, I, I, mm-hmm. and I didn't know that Barry Darso was there because Darso was like, wa- wa- "Watch that too." Was he talking about it this weekend? Yeah, we were, yeah, <laughs> we were talking. We were both talking. Yeah, we all we all brought it up. David Van Bogelen, uh, aka Click This Podcast's favorite, says Kevin Damian Priest is obviously a mega Scott Hall fan, but aren't we all? Uh, what did Scott think of Priest wearing his blood drip gear Loved and using it. Scott's finish? And did Scott ever work with Priest and give him pointers? Priest also had a uh, a gimmick outfit at NXT that looked just like Diesel's with the tassels and the vest and the long pant, the long leather pants. He had, Excellent. Yeah, he was an Outsiders fan. I'm not just tooting my horn. Yeah, but. Um, he just, you know, nobody had used Scott's finish in so long. Everybody uses a power bomb now as a fucking high spot. 
So, no, I mean, Scott was a, Scott always thought he, that, that, that Damien was money. That's awesome. Like we, and I, we both took it as a fucking huge compliment that he had any, that we in any form or fashion influenced anything that he did. Good to hear. Well, everyone, before we take leave of you, I will remind you that on May 16th, a couple of weeks away, it's Tuesday night, 9 p.m., X-Pac, you, Nash, and me are going to chill here on Nash and Friends, the first ever. Remember, the 11 Soft Club uh, gets to come in. So if you're, uh, if you're on the fence about joining and you're just part of the Click Army getting your show early, uh, you may want to get in the 11 Soft Club before the first Nash and Friends should also tell you that Click This is a production of Butch and Sundance Media, produced in association with Podcast Heat, created by Tristan Nash, Kevin Nash, and Sean Oliver, producer Steve Kaufman, graphics by Dominic D'Angelo, title sequence and audio edit by Wesley Burleson, theme song by Dale Oliver, technical research by Tristan Nash, copyright 2023, Butch and Sundance Media, Kev. You gotta do another one now. We're on Click This TV. No doubt. Thank you, everybody who showed up this week, our live audience. We are live every Jeez. week for our live audience taping. And to be part of that, you will join the 11 Soft Club as well. Deuces, all. <laughs>